Joining me now for a look at the equity space is Magwe Masilela from Magwe Fund Managers. Thank you so much for your time, Magwe. The markets are quite upbeat today. And let's actually start off with uh, a number that uh, seems pretty good uh, or okay, I guess. The U.S. GDP for the fourth quarter, beating analyst expectations slightly, um, going to 2.9%. Of course, that growth still slower than the 3.2% that we did see in the third quarter. What stood out for you then? Do you think that this is a sign of, uh, or sigh of relief for the U.S. economy? Definitely it is to some extent, and it has to be uh, not uh, compared to the third quarter. The third quarter was expected to continue to be great because that's when people build up, you know, mm -hmm. for the festive trading. So it's usually much better than Q3. But th this tells you that, you know, U.S. businesses, consumers, they still continue to spend, you know, even at this rate when we have high inflation, you have this high interest rates. And bearing in mind that the U.S. consumer is a sign that they continue to be resilient, given that the U.S. economy is 60% driven by consumer demand. But we know that's Q4. The thing is going forward, will this trend continue? But as it stands now, we hope that given what is happening with oil prices, petrol prices going down, probably that will continue to give more of a relief for consumers. They can continue to have that extra cash to spend. The problem here is you look at the layoffs, you know, yeah. when it comes to your companies. I mean, that should be telling us something that going forward, companies think that probably the economy might not do that great. Whether they're going to be a recession or not, that's a debate we can have. But yeah, companies are worried going forward. And I guess that should be the same story when it comes to consumers. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's quite um, a contradictory environment right now where we do have this economic data coming out, but also at the same time, that data is backward looking. And the layoffs are also just an indication of what business owners think is going to happen to the economy. So uh, quite worrying, though, uh, at the end of the day, when you do look at those layoffs that keep on coming every single day. Uh, we're talking about the consumer. And, of course, something that the consumer is not happy about in South Africa is the interest rates that keep on going up. And uh, we did have the Saab coming out with its latest interest rate hike, uh, the first one for 2022. Uh, now repo rates standing at 72 um, you know what? It, it wasn't very much of a surprise that split between the MPC members, three voting for 25 basis points, others for uh, the two for 50 basis points. Was it a surprise, though, in terms of uh, the, the result from that? I think it was kind of, you know, because, yes, even we've seen on the surveys, there was that split. But I think, you know, Marcus, we thought for the fact that the U.S. increased theirs in December by half a percent, we'll do the same so that we maintain that yeah. interest rate differential between us and the U.S. And maybe that also helps to explain that knee-jerk reaction when it comes to the rent, because from 1705, then it quickly went to 1720 before, you know, uh, recouping some of those earlier losses. But yes, I think it's a bit of a relief, and we hope that the U.S. Fed next week they'll also increase maybe by 0.25. But I think Bank of Canada have managed to set the tone. Mm -hmm. After they've increased yesterday, they were the first one when it comes to the big ones to say that listen, we think we have to pause going forward. The problem here will continue to be the European Central Bank. They're probably a hawkish outlier out there. But I think back home, I think we should be happy that at least it's not as bad, you know. Mm -hmm. As the 75 basis point we've seen before, the half a percent. And I think the Reserve Bank is seriously considering.
the possibility of a recession because we are given this load shedding issues that we have yeah. that probably they're going to affect the economy badly. All right. Well, let's take a look at some of the company news that came out. Uh, TrueWords uh, came out with their uh, interim uh, period trading update. Uh, quite good numbers there, actually. Uh, you had uh, group retail sales up by 13%. Uh, headline earnings per share expected to rise as much as 11%. What really stood out for me was actually the online uh, growth, the online sales growth that we saw in TrueWords Africa up 50%. And the fact that they're saying that um, all their shops could operate during load shedding. So markets really liking that performance. What tickled your fancy there? Yes, as much as the online sales have managed to increase, but they still contribute just over 3%, I guess, mm. when it comes to the total sales. But I think if you look that, you know, compare that to the Foshinis, the Mr. Price, it just indicates that if it was not the likes of your uh, festive trading, the likes of your Black Friday, I don't think these guys could have managed to do these kind of numbers. Yeah. So going forward, I think we're going to have a problem because here you're talking about the consumer who's under strain. Here you're talking about the consumer that the confidence is just so low. And we know that as consumers, we spend if the confidence is up. And as well here, when you look into their uh, account sales, they're making almost 52% of their whole of the group retail sales and those sales increased by 16.5 percent yeah. compared to the cash sales you know my concern here is that in an environment where interest rates are going up will those consumers be able to repay those accounts going forward because as much as we have we had a quarter percent increase most probably interest rates will stay at this elevated levels for a longer period of time mm. another consumer facing business is avi they also came out with their interim period trading statement market didn't like that one the last time i checked that stock was down more than three percent group revenue increasing 7.2 percent but drilling down to the numbers uh, you actually had uh, the growth uh, they expect the growth in the bottom line to kind of be flat um do you think AVI is finally starting to see, to feel the heat? Because it is considered to be one of the more resilient food producers. You know, their products are helping them because they continue to be resilient and very strong brands. But you look into their expected headline and special to go up by a mere percent. You look at revenue, you know, from the likes of uh, INJ down by 2.3% because of lower cash rates, because of that re-emergence when it comes to the lockdowns for China and Hong Kong. But as much as they could try to increase prices at some point, unfortunately, a constrained consumer, it was very difficult for the consumer to digest those price increases and also look into their diesel cost. I mean, they managed to trade, but to have a backup solution that resulted into almost a 22 million direct operating cost. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Outsurance that came out with its first trading update uh, since it uh, swapped out, since RMI swapped out its JSE listing for Outsurance. Uh, saying that things are going well with the SA operations and the uh, Australia insurance operations, um, saying that the group's earnings base has changed, of course, because of the unbundlings, the corporate action that we had seen in the recent while. Just give us more context on the numbers because they also did have uh, the non-recurring items in their the previous uh, prior the prior period. 
Remember, the guys had to unbundle the likes of Discovery, the likes of Metropolitan, Momentum Metropolitan. They also had to sell that stake, you know, in the UK for the short-term insurer, Hastings. But going forward, if you look, the guys continue to be doing okay because there's decent premium growth. There were less claims, as we've seen, they didn't have issues when it comes to claims. And as it is, they're just going to position themselves very well to continue to be the serious market player going forward. I think we just have to read these numbers as what happened previously. Mm. more important is going forward i think if they continue to increase their premiums the way they are with their serious aggressive marketing i guess they stand a better chance and i think that's the very same thing they're doing in australia yeah and as much as uh, when you include everything uh, their earnings are expected to fall by about 70 percent when you exclude those ones off recurring items they expect growth of about a fifth there but well, let's get to your stock pick for today I think I'll go with Richmond, you know, the luxury goods company. I mean, we've seen that for nine months, their sales increased by 18%. And we see that when it comes to the net cash flows, they managed to increase by 0.6 billion euros, taking that to 5.5 billion euros. And I think that, yes, jewelry continues to do well. Specialists watches were not doing that great. But with the reopening of the Chinese market, then I think that the guys will continue to print money going forward. Mm, all right. And we have seen a very, very positive uh, share price movements recently um, with the reopening of China. Thank you very much for your time, Magwe, and for your insights. Magwe Masilela from Magwe Fund Managers.